Lord, we thank you for your amazing grace. We thank you that it's changed the story of our lives. We thank you for what it means for us. Lord, today as we look at your word around this Good Friday, I pray that you would speak to us again of your great love for us, Lord, and what it really means and how it's really changed and shaped everything. In Jesus' name, amen. You may take a seat this morning. Welcome to everybody this morning. Welcome to those joining us online as well. Because of Christ, it's our theme across the Easter weekend and we are reflecting on what Jesus has done for us as we think about Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday. And thank God for chocolate eggs. Thank God for chocolate Easter bunnies. Thank God for hot cross buns on Good Friday, heated up with some melted butter. Oh, how good is that? They're going to be ready for you after the service. Thank God for all of these incredible things, but Easter is about Jesus. And we are reflecting on the fact that Jesus went to the cross for every one of us. You know, it says in Romans chapter 5, telling the story of what Jesus has done for us, it says in Romans 5 verse 1, Therefore, since we have been made right with God, sorry, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. And that's why it's a Good Friday. And we can't forget on Good Friday and and pretend like we don't know what's going to happen on Resurrection Sunday. It's okay to celebrate on Good Friday because we know how the story ends. And so it is a Good Friday for us because we know it ends in a resurrection. We know what God's going to do. We know what's taking place. And I love the fact that we can stand with His undeserved privilege, the way that Scripture puts it. Undeserved privilege. God's grace upon our lives. It says, and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. It says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. It puts it all into perspective. When we look at the Good Friday message and what it means for us, we know we're going to have trials and problems and issues here on this earth, but it puts it all into perspective. For we know that, that, that they help us develop endurance, it says. In verse 4, and endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us. Because He has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with His love. It says in verse 6, when we were utterly helpless... Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed His great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by His blood, by the blood of Christ, He will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of His Son, where we were still His enemies, we will certainly be saved 
through the life of His Son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus has made us friends of God. And that's the Good Friday message that we celebrate today, that we are a friend of God because of what He did on that cross. It has changed the story. We're no longer enemies with Christ. We are welcomed in as sinners saved by grace. It changes the story. I want to give you three Good Friday truths this morning. The first one's this. Here it is. It's encouraging. Number one, I am a sinner. Turn to the person next to you and tell them, I am a sinner. I thought I'd just uplift you with that this morning. Just in case you forgot this morning. I am a sinner. See, so much of the way that we present ourselves is to try and show people how good we are. We go to a job interview and the first thing we do is we start to introduce ourselves and then we start to talk about our good attributes. Imagine going to a job interview and just sitting down and saying, I am a sinner. In fact, I'm one of the worst sinners. It's not going to end well for you. Perhaps on your social media and how you project your life, it's usually a highlight reel of all the things that are good about our lives. When the way we dress, the way we present ourselves, the way we try to um, give out a certain projection of who we are, but Jesus brings us all to the equality of understanding we all need to go to the foot of the cross. We are all sinners. Not one of us is better than the other. Not one of us is that perfect person. We are all sinners saved by grace. And I love Good Friday because it reminds us of that truth. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. And I'm the pastor. (laughs) We're all messed up. We're all sinners. None of us are perfect. But thank God for His incredible grace towards us. I love the Apostle Paul. He had the revelation. And he said this. He said, The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. He says this. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. See, when we look at the cross this morning, we see our sin, we see our shame, we see our failure, and the price that was paid for that was Jesus. So we no longer have to live in that place of shame and sin. We can turn to Jesus as messed up as we are and receive His love. You know, I love the story on the cross of the two criminals either side of Jesus. And one mocks Jesus and says, hey, get down if you can save yourself. And the other one says, hey, don't be foolish. The other one says, Jesus, please remember me. Let your grace be poured out on me. And they turn to Jesus and ask for that. And Jesus says, this very day, I will see you in paradise. And I think about that moment that they were, they were criminals either side of Jesus. And in their last moments, they turned to Jesus. And Jesus' response was grace. 
See, Jesus died on that cross with his arms stretched open, how he lived his life, welcoming us home, welcoming us to relationship with him, his grace and his mercy that is ready for us. Like that prodigal son that's running home, Jesus' arms are open wide for you and I. Oh, but you don't know my sin. You don't know the mistakes I've made. You don't know the things that I've done. Hey, don't water down the work of the cross. Don't water down the grace of Jesus Christ. Your sin may be great, but God's grace is greater. It's stronger. I love C.S. Lewis. He said it this way. He said, we owe all to Jesus crucified. What is your life, my brethren, but the cross? Whence comes the bread of your soul, but from the cross? What is your joy, but the cross? What is your delight? What is your heaven, but the blessed one, once crucified for you? Whoever liveth to make intercession for you, cling to the cross then. Put arms around it, hold to the crucified and never let him go. Come afresh to the cross at this moment and rest there now and forever. Then with the power of God resting upon you, go forth and preach the cross. Tell out the story of the bleeding lamb. Repeat the wondrous tale and nothing else. Never mind how you do it. Only proclaim that Jesus died for sinner. And that's the Good Friday message. That we are sinners. But number two, the good news for us is that Jesus is the Savior. Whilst I am the sinner, Jesus is the Savior. It says in this passage in Romans chapter 5 that I read at the start, it says, But God showed His great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. See, the cross is depicted in tattoos. The the cross is depicted on T-shirts and necklaces. It's depicted in a lot of ways, but it's not just a symbol, the cross. It's a representation of what Jesus has done. Who was on that cross was the Savior. The Savior Jesus came, and the cross is so special, and it's powerful, but it's who hung on that cross that makes it powerful. It's who came down from heaven to earth to save us that is powerful. The cross equals love. It's a reminder that Jesus loves us. In our sin, in our shame, in our failure, Jesus loves us. There is salvation in no one else, it says in Acts. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. So therefore now we live with this salvation power. The Savior that has come and saved our life. Death no longer has a sting. Death is now a doorway into eternity. As we step into relationship with Jesus, His grace is greater than our sin. My daughter Georgia, who is is four years old, she has the incredible gift of being able to sneak up on you as you're sleeping. In the middle of the night, It's like she's so silent. She's like a ninja. She comes from her room into your room and it might be 2 a.m. in the morning. She doesn't say anything. She's silent. And you're laying there and just standing next to your bed, you feel like there's just somebody's presence. And then you, you potentially, you just feel somebody breathing on your face. 
and still she doesn't say anything. It's one of the most creepy experiences you could go through at 2 a.m. in the morning when you are half asleep. You're like, I sense someone's there. God, is it you? <laughs> and you feel the breathing on your face and she's, this, she's just there quietly. And then eventually you'll feel just a hand. A hand just feeling for where you are. And you're like, this is either somebody about to rob my house or it's Jesus or it's Georgia again. And she's just there. And it's like whenever you're asleep, it feels like, because <laughs> you just wake up all the time, she's there. It, you wonder at sometimes, how long has she been there? Has she been there like 10 minutes just watching me sleep in the darkness? It's very creepy. But I think about that and I think about the fact that she's always there waiting and it's just like God's grace. We sin, God's grace is there. We make mistakes, God's grace is there. And even as we are asleep to the life that we're meant to live and we're living in sin, God's grace is still there waiting for us. And the good news of Good Friday is God's grace will never run out. The tap doesn't get turned off. His grace is there for you. In your sin and your shame and your mistakes, God is there for you. 1 Peter 3 verse 18 says, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body but made alive in the Spirit. The work has been done. Jesus is the Savior. And finally this morning, as the team come, the problem has been solved. I'm a sinner. Jesus is the Savior. And the problem has now been solved. It says in Romans 5 verse 10, so now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus has made us friends of God. He's made us friends of God. And it changes the story of our life. Now, Jesus, in those last few moments on the cross, it says in John chapter 19, verse 28, Jesus knew that his mission was now finished. And to fulfill scripture, he said, I am thirsty. A jar of sour wine was sitting there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put it on a hyssop branch and held it up to his lips. When Jesus had tasted it, he said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. I'm so glad in those moments there, Jesus said, it is finished. I'm so glad he didn't say, well, I've done half the job. Now you need to be extra good and you might make it in to heaven. Or I've done my 50%, there's still 50% of the work that you need to do. You need to add up all of these good works to find your way into relationship with Jesus and get your way into heaven. I'm so glad Jesus didn't say that. But he talked about it in past tense, like, it is finished. Your sin is dealt with. Your shame is done. The pain of your past, it's over. Walk in freedom, walk in life, walk in hope, walk in joy, walk in peace, knowing that you know Jesus. See, sin 
has separated us from God, but Jesus has made a way. You know, I talked about my little girl, Georgia, and um, she is four years old and she's got authority issues. Just thought I'd just let you know. And so you try and tell her something and unless it comes from a certain level of authority, she won't listen. She's in this mode at the moment. So her brother tries to say to her, Cooper, says, Georgia, you need to, you need to do this. You need to put your seatbelt on. You need to do this. And she'll say, no, no, no. You're not the parent. You're not the boss. And you think to yourself, oh, okay, I'll intervene. I'm the parent. I've obviously been given the authority. And so you think wrongfully that you have the authority to address the situation and so you go into the situation you say Georgia put your seatbelt on and then she says to me no 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 you're not the boss Jesus is the boss (laughs) and I'm like as a parent how do you deal with that it's kind of true and I love the mentality of it But I think when it comes to Good Friday and it comes to our sin and our shame and what Good Friday is about, it's that simple reminder, Jesus is the boss. His grace is the boss. His authority of what He has done is the boss. When He said, it is finished, that was full boss mode. His grace trumps your sin and your failure. And so here's the Good Friday equation for us today. Sinner plus a saviour equals salvation. Sinner plus a saviour equals salvation. And this morning, that is where we stand on Good Friday, knowing that God has done all the work and all we have to do is receive His grace, His forgiveness, His love for each one of us. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through Him. So just for a moment, a moment of reflection, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and bow your heads this morning. I want to ask you this morning where Do you fit in this equation? Maybe this morning you have realized, yeah, I am a sinner. I know me. I know the real me. This morning is an opportunity to add with a sinner the Savior Jesus and understand and experience salvation in Jesus. This Good Friday, 2022, what a great time to make sure our hearts are right with Jesus to make sure this morning that we don't live with a weight of sin and shame and our own efforts anymore, but we live with the understanding of God's grace, the hope that that gives for eternity, knowing what that has done for us. It's changed the story of our lives. This Good Friday, let's make it a really good one by making our relationship with Jesus right. So all over this place this morning with eyes closed and heads bowed this morning, if you would say, you know what, Ben, 
I want to make the decision to receive Jesus this morning. I'm not going to embarrass you or call you out or anything like that. But if that's you this morning, why don't you lift your hands as a sign of saying, yeah, that's me. I receive his forgiveness. I receive his love this morning. I receive his grace. I want to know eternity in heaven with Jesus. I want to know his love. This Good Friday, let's make that decision to reconcile with Jesus, to understand and know and experience the peace of God. So that's you this morning all over this place. Why don't you lift your hand as a sign of saying, yeah, that's me. That's me. I want to receive his love. I want to receive his forgiveness. Know his grace. This is what we're going to do this morning. Just where you are seated this morning, we're going to pray a a simple prayer. Whether you're online or in the room this morning, we're going to pray what's called the sinner's prayer. And each one of us, I think this is an important prayer to pray because it reminds every one of us of the salvation work of Jesus and it's us reaching out, asking Jesus to intervene in our situation. So why don't you repeat this prayer after me? Dear Lord Jesus, Today I give you my life. For my sin and shame, I'm sorry. I receive your love and forgiveness. Help me to live for you, to serve you, to honor you with my life. This Good Friday, help me to remember what you have done for me and you've changed the story of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, that's the greatest decision you can make. And if you prayed that prayer this morning for the first time, or you prayed that prayer and it's meant something to you, you know it's been a turning back to God moment. Why don't you tell someone, talk to someone about it, and continue to pursue your relationship with Jesus. Good Friday. It's about God positioning us in relationship with him because of what he's done, that finished work on the cross. Hey, why don't you stand with us this morning? We're going to close with a song this morning.